Hello everybody and welcome to that one time we read manga where we read manga so you don't have to, uh, but you still can if you'd like to. Uh, let's see, my name is Tim and fun fact for me this week is the word vampire, written as a vampire with a Y, uh, first appeared in English in 1732 uh, in a news report about vampire epidemics in Eastern Europe after Austria gained control of northern Serbia and Atenia uh, with the Treaty of some weird Eastern European word in 1718. Uh, officials noted the local practice of exhuming bodies and killing vampires in their reports uh, that came out between 1725 and 1732. So that's the first instance of English uh, using the word vampire. Interesting, Tim. Very hey, everybody. Cool. My name is Duncan, and my fun fact for the day is that the definition of the word seraph, for those of you who didn't know, including myself, is an angelic being regarded in traditional Christian angelology as belonging to the highest order of the ninefold celestial hierarchy, associated with light, ardor, and purity. So it's like a super angel. Hmm. Hey, everybody. I'm Nate, and my fun fact is that John is on the run from the Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, John's not here. He is on the run from the Yakuza because he could not pay off his uh, manga debts, um, <laughs> which is why we started the Patreon because we really need to pay off the Yakuza so we don't all have to go into hiding. But <laughs> big announcement, everybody! We have a Patreon now. Yeah, we announced it last week. <laughs> even bigger announcement a week later. Even bigger announcement a week later because. Uh, yeah, John's name was the one on the document, so he's the one they're hunting. Or, yeah. Precisely. Uh, precisely. You know, we, he was our sacrificial lamb for now. He'll be fine. He's hiding up in North Dakota somewhere. So if you're subscribed to our $1 tier, you get to hear your name at the end of the episode. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be I'm fun. Excited. Maybe we'll rotate who, who, who reads them every week. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. Okay. So, Duncan, uh, you kind of alluded to it, uh, and we read Seraph of the End uh, this week, and you have a little TLDR since this was your recommendation. Yeah, I do. Uh, So Seraph of the End is uh, categorized as a dark fantasy, post-apocalyptic, and vampire manga. I believe this is the first one that we've done that's vampire-specific. I think so. Am I wrong? Okay. I think so. Yeah, it's unless by... sorry, unless you count no, you JoJo because Dio becomes no. a vampire. Yeah, that's t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. but like a but like a different vampire. Like he either way, go on. <laughs> so, it's written by uh, Takaya Kagami and illustrated by Yamato Yamamoto. Of course, it's published by Shueisha and it's a shonen because we're all we're so reading on the Viz manga app and. So the general premise of the story is that there's this kid who's our main antagonist, and his name is Yurichiro. Yuichiro? I'm not 100% on the pronunciation. Okay. I'm going to call him Yu for... They do call him Yu, yeah. For the the purposes of this manga. Of English. Uh, So the first chapter basically starts out with his entire family getting killed. Love it. Well, adopted family, because he's living with a bunch of orphans. And they're killed by vampires. Eventually, there's this time skip that happens. And 
he joins this vampire fighting force and starts to learn more about the world around him and how the vampires came to be, which is some sort of virus that killed out, allegedly some sort of big virus that killed out all of the human adults and the vampires took over. And it's this huge, there's a bunch of really cool fighting scenes and there's a lot of emotional damage. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's that's it for the TLDR. Uh, yeah, that's basic. I mean, yeah, you hit all the you know, all the high points. I mean, that yeah, the the virus was like touched on in like the first chapter of just like yeah, there's this random virus that killed everybody over the age of thirteen. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, Which is what we're told. It's what we're led to believe. Right. And yeah. There's there's so far been a lot of um, a lot of miscues uh, in there. A yeah. lot of misleading uh, information. And I I just want to say what got me hooked was the ending of the first chapter when, um, you know, I, I was reading it, I'm like, oh, he's an orphan, and oh, there's this, there's this virus, and oh, these kids are just trying to survive, they're just, you know, blah, 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 you know, vampires treat humans as livestock, especially the young kids and everything, and then the incident happens where, you know, they are, are all trying to run away, you and his uh, friend Miraka, is that his name? Um... That sounds right. Or, no, Michaela? Michaela, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, Michaela. Uh, His best friend Michaela is like, okay, now's our chance, we gotta run. They all die to a vampire, and you just keep running. And he eventually makes it to the outside world, and everything's, like, fine. Like, everything's still there, buildings are still there, everything's Mm -hmm. running. He's like, I thought all the humans were dead, and then... All of a sudden, these humans show up and they go, "Hey, you want to kill vampires forever?" And he's like, "Fuck yeah, I do!" Hell yeah, Let's <laughs> yeah, go. hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was um, that was quite a crazy twist. Cause I mean, I'm, I wasn't sure where everything was going when they mentioned there's vampires, and then there was a hierarchy of vampires because Michaela was letting Farid, who is the vampire that ended up killing his um orphan family. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his little orphan friends, which was terribly sad. Um, it was, oh, yeah. and it was super sad. So they were all like five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that 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 whole system was crazy. That he actually like what is it? Yes, it was Michaela that found that stole a gun from Farid, and mm-hmm. then gave it to you, and then you like shot a vampire. First of all. Super surprised that a vampire just keeps a vampire killing gun. I mean, I guess that's like if they live in a place where it, it's like you know, if if you're a gun owner, it's used to kill an intruder. I suppose if you have an intruder vampire of your same kind, you want a vampire gun. Like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was super devastating whenever he's just outside like this entire world has been fine for i think they were in there for four years underground so yeah it was something weird like that um like the the virus happened so they all got shuttled into this underground facility and were being kept alive by vampires again treated like livestock of just like how you know how we have cows that we raise up in a slaughter not to get sad but like these are people uh that vampires are using the same way they drink their blood you know, routinely. Uh, except, of course, Michaela, who was, who was freely going to Farid and, and having him drink his blood. Uh, apparently to gain his trust, got him enough to steal a map and a gun. Uh, 
the and map. The, that was the other one. Yeah, uh-huh. the map was the big thing. But, the, you know, surprise twist, Farid let Michaela steal the map. He didn't know about the gun. The gun was genuinely a surprise to him. Uh, but, yeah, he let him steal the map because he was going to, like, hunt him down. And he, he, like, really enjoyed the idea of hope turning to despair, it, like, in that moment. He's like, that's when humans are their freshest. And I was like, this motherfucker's sick. Yeah, that whole exchange where he was explaining it, like, what he wanted to do to them and how all the dark and cruel yeah. things that Torture. he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was just, it was tough to read, honestly. It was one of the first things in a, in a manga that we've read on this podcast, at least, that really made me feel strong horror vibes, I guess. And, like, the Junji Ito stuff that we re- read was good terror, but it didn't actively make me scared. Yeah. 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 I think that, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree. This was like, oh, shit, this is, this is about to get bad. And then, of course, he oh, just yeah. absolutely fucking... He, like, decks a kid and knocks his head off, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah. fuck. Like, no holds barred. Like, yeah. don't read this if you don't want to watch kids getting their heads lopped off. Dude, kids get <laughs> nooned in this in this fucking <laughs> kids, kids, <laughs> kids get nooned, dude. Like, it's oh, bad. Man. This is no, this ain't no Bethesda game. Like, this is real life. <laughs> so, yeah, on so, the dunkability scale, we are dunking kids' heads. This is oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so, it sounds like good first impressions all across the board. Yeah, the twist, again, the, the end of the first chapter was what hooked me. And for for like a week there, uh, you know, Nate was like, ah, I'm only about halfway through the first chapter, halfway through the first chapter. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like... Just finish the first chapter, dude. Trust me. Trust me. You'll, I, lo- you'll love it. <laughs> I actually didn't get... I thought it was interesting, but I didn't get hooked until uh, we reached a point uh, where we talked about demons. I was like, okay, cool. They're demons. And the demons, the art in here was super cool for them. The way they're handled is, like, awesome. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. So so you comes out into the world and he not only sees that humans are still alive, but they are also a war between angels and demons. Like after the time jump of him joining the army, he's fighting a one of the four horsemen of John, whatever the fuck that means. Like we didn't get yeah. any explanation on what that thing was, but he ends up killing it in one hit and, and you know, everyone's pissed because he's supposed to be like working again, whatever. Um that's a whole thing, but I was just like, what the fuck? So there's the four horsemen. It honestly reminded me of uh, the Darksiders games. Ah. Oh. It's the war between heaven and hell, and people are mm-hmm. just kind of trapped in the middle. But it seems like mm-hmm. humans are using the demons to uh, kill the vamp. Like, vampires are the third faction that doesn't really fit in. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, dude, I, I really like the naming convention. For it was the Japanese Imperial Demon Army, and then there was like oh, the yeah. what was what was the squad called that uh, eradicated the vampires? The Moon Demon Company. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Moon Demon Company. I'm like th- these are really cool names. <laughs> I like this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were sick. They were really sick. I no, I was gonna say is uh, one other thing. It also reminded me of is I just uh, downloaded the book uh, Paradise Lost, which is like an old poem from like the 1600s. It's like an epic, but it, it depicts the fall of man and then a war between angels and demons like mm. breaking out. And I was like, oh, so 
that's what this is. <laughs> now I haven't I haven't read that book, and I still need to read more of this. But it, it was it was definitely interesting on its own merits. I just apparently very recently have had like these I don't know comparisons brought up. Yeah, to that point, I had a hard time comparing this with any media that I'm familiar with at all. It is it had a pretty unique premise. I, I will say, yeah, it, it definitely is a unique premise. It's not one you see a lot of in uh, manga. Like, I, you know, I love the idea of, like, this eternal epic war going on. And, uh, and again, with vampires thrown in there. And the fact that these are cool vampires, I want to stress that. These vampires are, like, they're not the cringy 80s vampires or the mid 2010s vampires <laughs> like none or of them Twilight. are like yeah yeah none of them are robert patterson uh or anything like that so <laughs> it gave me slight uh blue exorcist vibes but i think that it was um it was a lot cooler that this was like i th- i like that there are more threats than just vampires or just demons like mm-hmm. yeah i later on in this series i mean we only read to chapter seven I imagine there's all sorts of threats. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful we only read to chapter 7, though, because each chapter was like 45 pages long, yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> Big old chapters. Yeah. I usually, we, usually do, we usually do the first 20 chapters of a manga, and that's initially what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to change that after I got through the first couple chapters and realized that they're all over 40 chapters. It's yeah. a lot of reading. But yeah, it is good. It's good reading. Yeah, and and just as a reference point for I guess anyone who hasn't been reading along and just relies on us to get your manga fix, which finds what we're here to do. But a typical like first chapter of a manga is about fifty pages, like on average. This one was seventy five, and then yeah. every subsequent chapter after the first one is anywhere from you know maybe twenty two at the long end to nineteen or you know, something like that on the short end. This was, the second chapter was 55 pages, and then the third chapter was 45, and then it just stayed at 45 the whole way. It was like, that's a lot of reading. (laughs) It it was, but I I would love to continue reading it uh, just because of the way that the world has been built up so far. Mm -hmm. The the world building is incredible. And the fact that we're still missing a chunk of the world. Like, I mean, we're yeah. still missing what actually happened to the rest of the humans. And, and who's the uh, on the other side? So it's it's humans using demons to fight vampires. But there was mention of angels. And again, the four horsemen are here. Of, because the seven horns of the apocalypse blew. And you're just like, what's the entity that made that happen? Like, we didn't get introduced mm-hmm. to that at all in these seven chapters. We just focused on our main guy getting his power. Yeah, it very was much an introductory arc, if you mm-hmm. if I would compare it to anything else. And yeah. I'm sure that anything after this would be yeah, like way, way crazier. And, and everything in the first seven chapters was already pretty crazy. Yeah, there was there was some good crazy moments. Um, and the uh, who's the commander of the Moon Demon Company? Uh, Guren, uh, Guren Ishino, Ishinos. Itchy nose. Itchy um, <laughs> nose. Uh, either way, Giran. I'll just call him Giran. He was a really cool character to have introduced too, because he's like supposed to be this like you know big imposing figure, and he sends you to a fucking high, like a regular high school, and is like 
learn to make friends or you're not going to be part of my army. And he's like, fuck you, I don't need friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was actually a moment where a vampire like got loose in the school and Garen takes him down all by himself and the one lady, uh, Shinoa? Yeah, Shinoa Haragi. She's like, uh, Commander... Aren't you supposed to be working together with people to kill that thing? And she, he was like, what are you, my mom? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's just very funny. He was uh, he was an entertaining character. For me, every time he was on screen, I was like, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I did like him. And he didn't give a shit about the rules. He was Anytime he went, he was talking to his commander. There was, there was a lot of informal conversations. He's like, they're kicking each other and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the whole dynamic that um that you had. I thought it was going to get tiring, the fact that he didn't want to have friends whatsoever. But I, I think it was actually done really well because it was quite obvious that he's making friends. And he genuinely cares about them, but he just keeps such an angry demeanor about them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like actively trying to convince everybody else that he doesn't care. And yet, he very clearly... <laughs> Cares. Yeah, he like sacrifices himself multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he need you. <laughs> he literally cannot wait to jump in front of a bullet for anybody. <laughs> it is it is almost every other five pages that he's like, "I'm gonna kill those vampire bastards," and I'm like, I, "We get it, man. Yeah, yeah, you want to kill him?" <laughs> it, it's honestly, it's like that might as well be his catchphrase. Like Naruto has believe it. Uh, one, uh, Luffy has I'm gonna be king of the pirates, and you has I'm gonna kill those blood sucking bastards, and we're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go kill some pirates. No, not pirates. <laughs> vampires, yeah, vampires. Vampires. Yeah, one piece in my head now. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a very. I thought it was a very fun. Um, well, not fun, but I enjoyed myself in this opening. Uh. <laughs> Opening, opening little arc here. Uh, and Nate, to your point, the way they utilize the demons of like, first of all, there's 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 regular weapons, then there's demon weapons, and then there's like a hierarchy of the demon weapons. Like there's like the 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 dark black demon series or something that's like the most powerful of them all. And I was just like, holy shit! Um, that moment in the classroom when Giran pulls out his sword and just has that like demon energy radiating out and he puts it away after like a minute he's like all right anyone who's still conscious you have potential anyone who's still standing you're elite and i was just like holy shit (laughs) that's crazy bro yeah i thought that was cool because it was just such a i i feel like this is moving so fast in a good way because obviously the protagonist wants uh wants everyone to just keep moving forward and then the one guy goes, okay, fine, yeah, we'll try this. Just, like, annihilates half the class almost, then goes, all right, well, you guys, let's go get your weapons. Yep. I'm like, wow, I I expected that to be, like, two more chapters from this. No, we're doing <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it, there was actually supposed to be, there was the aptitude test that him and um, uh, she, Shiho uh, Kimizuki, the, the other, like, dude who doesn't like to make friends with glasses. Um, oh, yeah, they, that guy. Yeah, they were supposed to do that test. They were, like, handcuffed together to do this, like, test. And then, like, in the middle of it, he's like, Your sister's dying. We have to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and she knows, like, no, she'll be fine. Like, we, no, I have to pass this test. And then that's when you was like, no, idiot. I hate you. We're not friends. Let's go make sure she's okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're best friends. Like, obviously. Um 
that was supposed to be their test, and then they obviously went to go do that instead, so I assume they didn't pass it, but then the uh, guy was like, yeah, let's give them their weapons anyway, fuck them. They definitely have a uh, Zoro and Sanji headbutt mentality. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two of the most powerful people who are rivals, but best friends secretly. Yeah. <laughs> I see uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it. And uh, I actually also love that classroom moment where he unleashes his demon energy because that's when we actually find out how powerful Shinoa Hiragi, Hiragi is. Like, at first I thought she was just, like, supposed to monitor you and she was just kind of, like, a whatever character, like a background character who's his friend. Um, but Guren, when he pulls out his demon sword, she... You know, she obviously is still standing at the end of it, and he goes, "Wow, you didn't even use a ward." <laughs> I expect nothing less from the daughter of the fucking commander of the Imperial Army. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> name drop, like <laughs> yeah, name drop. Haragi. We're like, "Whoa!" Um, and we we saw Haragi like we saw her dad like literally three panels earlier after Giran was leaving that meeting. He like told her, he like told him off. He was like, "I'm bored. This shit sucks. Send me the paperwork." I thought that it was uh, another testament to our main antagonist's strength whenever he uh, he was faced with a demon, and then the demon tries to take take him over, basically. Uh, tries to... How, how did it work? I think they became one with you, basically, if they took over your mind, made you feed off of the uh, emotions that you had, and if you basically gave in to that temptation, they would just take you over. Yeah, they just possess you, and you'd be a... That's a, what it is, possessed. you just turn into a monster at that point. But yeah, uh, yeah, you just kind of goes... <laughs> he goes, wait a minute, you're just a demon. Nah, get out of here. And like, that was... <laughs> that was pretty... <laughs> and then everyone else is like, did you just defeat a demon? He's like, yeah, I, what, what, I don't understand. Of course I did. Was that supposed <laughs> to be hard? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, so it's like in his mind, and the, the, the demon takes the form of Mikola, uh, or Michaela, however you say it, um, and he's like, "Why don't you get revenge for us, you? Why are you not killing for us, you?" And then he's like, "Wait a minute, he would never say that. You must be a demon." He's like, "What? <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm totally your friend, obviously." He's like, "No, bro." Nice try. And then he wakes up, and they're like, oh, my God, you came back on your own? He's like, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the big deal? I, I, Guys, this isn't that hard. Just don't be an idiot. <laughs> he might as well have woke up and be like, yeah, I'm fine. Now where's those bloodsuckers so I can kill them again? Does this mean I can kill vampires? Does this mean I can kill vampires now? And they're exactly. like, Shh. I, I kind of feel for him, though, because there was like seven steps where... Like, as soon as he exits that tunnel, and they're like, hey, you want to kill vampires? And he goes, yes. And they go, great. We're going to train you how to do that. And he's like, okay. So he does the training, and he's like a full-fledged soldier. <clears throat> and they're and he's like, can I kill vampires now? And they're like, no. We'll take you to this special school where you can learn how to do it. And then he fights a demon and gets a hold of a demon weapon. He's like, can I fight vampires now? And they're like, No. <laughs> and then he actually fights a vampire and then he goes can i please go out and fight vampires now and they're like no <laughs> so i i kind of feel for you in a little bit of like this dude is just getting cock teased the whole way <laughs> like 
poor guy. It's just I every just time realized. they keep moving that goalpost. Oh, I just realized how simple that is. It's so funny. There's like <laughs> even a few things after that. No, no, you can't go yet. No, you can't go yet. But I think it was right it's, at the end. I think it was right. Got to learn how to make friends. Yeah, basically that was the only thing that he couldn't do properly. I think it was right at the end though. Garrett was like, "All right, let's put you on the front lines," and use like the front lines. Like, dude, that's what you wanted, isn't it? <laughs> isn't this what you wanted? <laughs> Why are you surprised? Oh my god, the front line. You were at the front at the front lines when you were like eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah, in a, in a small way, I do kind of feel for him because they just keep moving that goalpost on him. And, again, it, it does mostly uh, go about, like, he needs to just work together and have friends. But, you know, I think Garen said it at one point, too. Like, in his mind, he's like, dear God, he's just like me, <laughs> which is a problem. I think, um, I think the moment when they were trying to acquire the... The Black Demon's weapons. Mm-hmm. I think that all of those, they were essentially just Oni, like, lined up. That oh. panel was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the artwork was amazing in this. Yeah, there was that and, like, the summoning circles. I'm like, this whole thing was thought out and really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, it felt totally fleshed out. Like, the entire, the plot, how everything meshed together. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It definitely, it didn't feel like this was one of those... Uh, manga that we've read before where um it's it's like a concept in the first chapter and then gets picked up and they're like oh let me flesh out everything in the next chapter like this one feels like he already got the mm-hmm. green light like there was a previous version of this that an editor saw without going public and it was like no flesh this out this is great and then just went from there yeah and like from the very beginning it felt like a the, the everything had already been thought of and at this point, it was just taking the time to tell the story, which is how I feel about One Piece and a lot of other really good stories in general, is that it doesn't feel like you start out with something small and then they're coming up with ideas to build onto it as the story's progressing. This mm. one, it's like, it's right, it's all right there, right at the beginning. And it's just, at this point, the reader's responsibility to keep reading, to learn yeah. more about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this is going to be sacrilege for me to say, but I get that vibe from Dragon Ball Z a lot, where, like, Dragon Ball was a full f- fleshed out story. Like, Kirito Nama had a story he wanted to tell, and he did it. And then Z started, and he was like, I have a story I want to tell. And then, like, five different editors were like, well, that story sucks, so do something else. And he'd be <laughs> like, oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. And then like, he kept, just kept changing and changing and changing, like, to eventually, like, all that... Again, I love Dragon Ball Z. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, but, like, I could be real about it. And it definitely feels like sometimes it's just stacking ideas to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> it, I've, the way I've mentioned Dragon Ball uh, Z before is it's kind of like something happens. And then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and that happens. And then. Yep. <laughs> and then what I happens? do love Dragon Ball Z as well, though. I still love it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you can you can be real about something and still love it. Uh, but <laughs> and, and that's just the antithesis of what this was, though. To your point, Duncan, of just like th- this didn't feel like it was just stacking ideas to to get going. It was he has a story he's trying to tell, and he knows exactly where it's going. He didn't have to put out a test arc, you know, <laughs> to like. 
Oh my god, I can't believe we're harping on this again. But like in Phantomseer, here, those first thirty <laughs> felt like a test arc. Like right yeah. at the end, he's like, "Let's see where our adventure goes next," and the year were canceled. Like, <laughs> <laughs> next you go to the tubes, boy. Yeah, you done. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just it's the quintessential bad manga, I, and I. I'm so glad that we have that in our repertoire to always reach back to. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really sets the the lower bar for what to expect. Yeah, it, you know what's funny too is we're coming up on a year since we put that episode out. Like in a in a couple <laughs> wow. of months, it will have been a year since we since we put out Phantom Seer. Um, Does that mean we should read it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was there's some more content. Like, oh. I was gonna say we could try and find more of it, but. I don't think it exists. I mean, you know what? The second time. The wiki was three sentences, remember? (laughs) All right. I actually have an idea. I think we should, because we really liked that artist, I think we need to go find something that that artist has done and read that. That's a good idea. (laughs) That would be a good idea. And if it's also terrible, then we. We have that poor poor. artist. If it's (laughs) also terrible, that artist is like, I'm doomed again. (laughs) No. Phantom Seer has ended my career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh man. that it poor al- guy. It almost ended this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? That's a good point. The Phantom Seer had a, a writer and an illustrator that were separate. And a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that we've read that we've really enjoyed, the writer and the illustrator were the same person. But in this case, they're different people. And it seems to have worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, we learned from our Ghostwriter time paradox little adventure that, you know, some manga artists, like, still have people drawing, like, the backgrounds and all that kind of stuff based on their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in this case, I wonder how closely the reader... I'm sorry, the writer and the illustrator worked together. Like, I, I don't know how closely, typically, that... that relationship is like obviously close enough to where the writer is telling the illustrator hey this is my vision bring it to life um but it's not like in the case of you know bad manga it's it's not close enough for them to actually be all on the same page or you know and sometimes i almost have to think bad writing is what kills manga before bad illustrations like yeah yeah, I mean, at this level, the art's got to be pretty decent. I almost get the impression that uh, the the writer and the illustrator for this one were completely on the same page from the moment that they met each other. They were like, let's do vampires, let's do this world, just bouncing ideas off of each other, rather than a writer going to an illustrator with a story that already exists. Yeah, that, yeah, that could have been it too. This could have been like, hey, let's write a manga. I can't draw, you can and I, you know, I'm sure the illustrator had some story ideas too of like, oh, I want the guy to look like this, so this is mm-hmm. what he should look like. Yeah, it, it um, just feels like the relationship between them is perfectly understood. Mm-hmm. There's just a couple of dude bros in an apartment being like, we're going to make it rich, let's write a manga. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, what you did no, before podcasts were a thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um I do hope that was the case that the writer and illustrator here were just on the same page the whole way through. I mean, it certainly feels like it because this again was a good story. Illustrate the art was amazing. Um, 
a lot of white space, actually, especially in the early in the first chapter. I keep wanting to say the early chapters, but it's really all the first chapter. Yeah, you get the sense that it's just like this big open space, like they're in tunnels and all that kind of weird, like cathedral art architecture stuff is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird dude. vampire stuff. <laughs> I, I, I really, really liked. Agree. Yeah. I I really liked the um the vampire city with those gigantic like almost uh catholic esque like cathedral style yeah homes and I'm like this is all really cool looked like something from fucking Bloodborne like old Yarnum or something like that oh yeah yeah definitely very Bloodborne esque mm-hmm. lots of European style cathedrals churches with uh, the, the big towering pointy bits yeah pointy bits. Yeah. Gothic, Gothic European from like 1860 or something like that. Like that's like the perfect time frame of what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Are you saying vampires and goths get along? <laughs> oh my god! What if none of these guys are vampires? They're just goth kids. <laughs> I didn't write this. You have to go kill the goths. <laughs> uh. I just. I, I just need to kill those darkness-loving bastards. <laughs> those bloodsuckers. It's a gross. <laughs> it's, it's cherry wine. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of the vampires, I mean, we talked, there's a little bit of hierarchy, obviously, on the human side, and even the demons. Um, and Nate, you mentioned it, like, up top, but there is a hierarchy in the vampires as well. And I forget the name of, like, what they are, but uh, Farad, who who is shown first as like this super powerful like noble within vampire society there's another vampire lady who comes in after he slaughters all those kids who is seemingly outranks him and is more powerful than him because of it or vice versa she's more powerful so outranks him she's from one of the royal families or something in vampire Um, society they are called the progenitors progenitors that's kind of cool actually the projectors yeah they they're just projectors they're just <laughs> projecting their feelings onto these humans <laughs> yeah i i just thought i thought that was cool and in you know typical fashion the more powerful person looks like about half the age of of Farad. I, what is that what is her name the progenitor that kicks the crap out of him would that be a uh, cruel tepesh i believe yeah yeah cruel tepes however however her name is said um, but yeah, she looks like, she looks like, I don't know, 17 <laughs> or something, or like just turned 18 and Farad looks like a full grown man. It doesn't look, I don't know if these vampires age or not. Every vampire lore is different. I like the naming conventions in here. We got Cruel Tepesh for that girl. Then Farad's last name, there's Farad Bathory. I'm like, yeah, these are, these are vampire names. Yeah, those are some good names. Yeah, I was kind of looking for a Simon Belmont uh, Easter egg somewhere in there, but I didn't. I didn't find it. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if there's one later, though. There probably will be one later. Castlevania. Yeah, this is just, just, dude. This is the weirdest Castlevania. Um, this is the weirdest Castlevania adaptation I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is good. I. Um, of course, there is the uh, kind of the big twist that we haven't talked about yet about what happened, what really happened to Mikola or Michaela. 
Oh yeah, and, and the orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Cruel Tepish shows up after Farad slaughters them all, and Michaela's still alive. He's just laying there bleeding out, and she, you know, uh, Cruel Tepish, she starts, you know, kicking the shit out of Farad because he stepped out of line, basically, I guess. And uh, in her words, wasted perfectly good livestock. And she notices Michaela, after Farad, like, scampers off, she notices Michaela's just laying there. And she's like, oh, you're still alive. Do you want to become immortal? And he was like, no. No, please, I don't want to. And she's like, too bad. And so turns him into a vampire. And it's like, uh-oh. Yep, yep. She forcibly goes, too bad, you're drinking my blood. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and uh... So now the two best friends, you and, and Mikula, are on a collision course with each other. And they probably don't even know it yet. Well, they definitely don't know it yet. But, I mean, they won't know it when they see each other. They're going to be like, you monster, you killed my friend, and then you took his face? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how you's going to react. Because, um, I mean, obviously, he's eventually going to see Michaela again. Um, he's either going to freak out or he's he might just try to kill him. Like, right? And be like, no, you're just tricking me. I mean, because he's already ran into that with a demon. That's yeah. true. Yeah. He's either going to say that he's tricking him, or he's going to he's gonna be in some, like, I'm going to do you the favor and just kill you now, since being a vampire has to be a horrible existence. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't Or they know. team up and they become, like, a vampire-vampire hunter squad. That would be cool, a la Helsing Ultimate. That would be very cool. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. What if they were on the run from both sides? That would be crazy. And then they would run into the angels, and then God is like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who would let you in here? Saint Peter. God damn it. Jesus Me, comes Me, damn down. it. <laughs> Jesus comes down and is like, that's it. I'm putting an end to all this shit and just fucking clicks a button. I want to see anime Jesus fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> anime That'd be hilarious. Jesus. Yeah. They usually tend to stay away from that kind of stuff. Like they'll have the oh, yeah, they and do. angels and everything, but they will never depict an actual like no. prophet. <laughs> I mean, if this one does, then hey, they got the balls. I'm I'm all about I it. I mean, they're like they're definitely touching biblical stuff, which is really cool because I think any type of biblical story is awesome. Yeah, I, I love I love the biblical motifs, especially when they're like. You know, like in the Darksiders series, you know, you have, like, your main bosses are the four horsemen, and your, or, I'm sorry, your main characters are, like, the four horsemen, and you have to fight the trumpeters and whatever. Or, actually, if you guys remember the video game Dante's Inferno, based on the book, yeah. but that shit was <laughs> wild. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a little off topic, but I had, I had a friend come over to visit me while I was fighting the final boss of that game and uh, yeah the the shock on his face yeah <laughs> yeah that whole game, game was shock value like that was one of those games where like I had bought it it was rated M so my parents knew I had it like because I think it was the point like they still had to buy it for me um and uh they came in while I was playing it one day and my mom's like what in the fuck is that and I'm like it's <laughs> It's a video game. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's the best ever. It's it's so cool. I'm so edgy for playing it. Um, and really all it was was Catholic God of War. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all it is. That's all Great. It 
which was great. It was. I did love it, but An- another piece of um, like I think that Neon Genesis Evangelion handled um, like biblical stuff in a really awesome way. Uh huh. So I'm I'm excited to see that in another piece of uh, storytelling. Yeah, that is something I still need to get into is is Neon Genesis Evangelion because I have heard nothing but great things about it and. I know you and I have talked about this before, Nate, and I've even talked about it with our buddy Mike. I just, I never know where to start, and every time you tell me, I forget to like write it down. So <laughs> next time we, next time we talk about it, I need to write it down and figure out where to find all that stuff and watch it. I mean, I'll back Nate up on it. I've dipped my toes in the Neon Genesis world, and it's one of those things that I don't want to get too committed to because it seems like it's a lot. All right. I might have some people that get upset with this. So guess what? That one time we read manga at gmail.com. Tell me if you don't like this. <laughs> um, you heard so it here first. I'm, I'm going to say it here. If you're listening to this, watch the movies. All the movies are done. It is a different story, but it's a badass story. Yeah, just, wa- just watch the movies straight through. The new movies. There's a bunch of movies. All I was going to say, ones. yes. There's like movies from like the early 2000s, aren't there? I mean, I don't know how long this has been going on, there's, but I feel like forever. There's mm-hmm. discourse in what the true ending of the anime is. And I think that that's the point. There's not really a true... It's weird. <laughs> okay. Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's something I want to get in on. Uh, actually, um, the band, uh, the Cybertronic Spree... They had a T-shirt that was based on like Evangelion, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion design, and oh, it, that's cool. It went right over my head. Like Mike was like, "That's a sick shirt." I'm like, "It's okay, I guess." Like, I, <laughs> it doesn't. Okay, it, you weep. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's like, "That's Neon Genesis Evangelion." I was like, "Oh, I, I, I thought this was a band about Transformers." Like, <laughs> which that's fun. Let's be fair. The original Transformers is the best mecha anime ever. I'd say Transformers are mecha-jacent. I think they're just mechs. <laughs> well, no, there's no humans piloting them. There's barely humans piloting anything in, uh, like, Armored Core. Like, point at uh, any Armored Core. <laughs> Nate, you know the game. Point at anywhere on that robot and tell me where a person fits. <laughs> the core. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no armored. Idea. Yeah, some of those cores are fucking... Tiny. <laughs> so they're fucking... Some people are very small as I well. Mean, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're not here to debate mecha. <laughs> talking about vampires. <laughs> True. We're talking about vampires. Do you guys have a favorite, like, medium in which vampires appear in? Twilight. Like, seriously? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> a good question, Tim. Oh. This, I mean, Sarah for the end, what we just read is certainly up there. I've really really enjoyed it um nothing else really comes to mind off the top of the head i really like how they handled uh vampires in castlevania i thought it was really cool yeah um i know that there's one that i'm giving injustice to right now because i know there's another one i enjoy but like yeah i'd say the way castlevania did it was great Mm mm-hmm I, I I would agree. I watched. I only ever watched the first season of Netflix uh, Castlevania. Um, I need to go back and rewatch it so I can watch the second and more. I think there's more now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't take don't take my word for it. Um, I know another one. Okay. Trinity Blood. 
Okay. Unfamiliar. Trinity Blood was good. I mean, I, I'm surprised nobody said Helsing. Well, I was about to. <laughs> oh. And Helsing. I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, no. Helsing is probably my favorite um, uh, depiction of, of uh, vampires in general because that, that whole Helsing Ultimate is just so much fun uh, to me. Like I hope I hope we get a chance to read that someday, um, because that would be that would be a lot of fun, and I'm a sucker for the Team Four Star Bridge version of it. It's very funny. <laughs> I've never actually like sat and watched any of it. Oh, I, I I don't know any Helsing anything. I'm saving it. Yeah, I, I mean you would really you would really love it. <laughs> I'm sure. You're saving um, it for marriage or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saving it for <laughs> yeah. marriage. Saving okay. it for marriage. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say yeah. Hellsing is probably my favorite, but I do really like how they do vampires and Seraph of the End here. Like that, it, it's it's like tasteful in the point where it's like they're not cartoonishly like like hissing and showing their fangs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean they show their fangs, but it's more of just like oh, that's their teeth. They're not like hissing and and being weird. Um, I think that's why I like Hellsing so much is just because like until they actually do anything you don't even know if they're a vampire or not they just are uh-huh. they're just some evil fucker um it, but while i was sitting there thinking i was like what what vampire media have i actually seen um and i thought all the way back to when i was in high school my mom would watch a show called true blood on hbo <laughs> i've heard of that one yeah and yeah. um it was vampires, and it was HBO, so, you know, it was all just a bunch of, like... It was sexy vampires, basically, is what it was supposed to be. It was sexy vampire soap opera. That's all I remember about it, and I was like, oh. I think I watched it with her, like, a couple of times because there was, like, boobs in it. I was like, oh, okay, I can Ooh. get behind I can get into this show. <laughs> um, and then it just it just kept getting dumber and dumber and dumber. I was like, I don't want to... No, we're, we're done. <laughs> Tim's like... Bird. I don't suck blood, but, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, did you guys ever watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The old one? No. It's a good one. My, uh, my parents would put it on every once in a while, which, questionable choice with young children, but it was still pretty good. Most of what our parents have done is questionable, right? Facts. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> no. I love you, Mom, if you're listening, which you probably are. Love you too, Mom, and Ruth. <laughs> I love mom... you, Mom and Dad, but you'll never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never I... say it to your face. I'll never tell you your face. <laughs> Only on the podcast that you don't listen to. Yeah, right? <laughs> you'll have to listen to hear it from me. <laughs> You don't listen. You don't listen to my podcast. I'll tell you, I love you in person. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Nate. Our parents, me, mine, and Duncan's parents will hear it, and they'll know. <laughs> they better tell my parents. They, they won't. They won't. Uh, <laughs> they won't. But they'll be like, "Oh, Nate, we love you too." <laughs> Not your oh. real parents. Okay, another- then buy me presents. No. <laughs> I have another addition to vampire media, and it's that uh, Scooby-Doo movie with the vampires in it. The hot ones? 
Yeah, the hot ones. Oh yeah, the 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 uh, something sisters. Yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. The, it was, the name is escaping me, but that one was really good too. I enjoyed that one as a child. It was dude, just I a love... cool spooky Halloweeny movie. Dude, the uh, the Scooby Doo '90s movies were bangers. Like they would always have like some pop punk music like pop up in the middle of it. Like yeah, shit was shit was awesome. It was fire. Loved them. Um, and also, actually, I'm surprised I still... I even brought it up at the beginning of um, JoJo's. <laughs> the JoJo Part 1 and kind of Part 3 is all about Dio being a vampire. Um, so, Spoiler? No. <laughs> <laughs> we already did Part 1. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I think that that was that was cool for vampires, but I don't think that's my I don't think that's my favorite. It was more like I'm one guy and you all are my minions. Yeah, I just thought it was a way brutal variant to the vampire. So like Dio didn't bite people to drink their blood; he stuck his fingers in their spine and drained their life force. Like it was like, oh my god, that was pretty dope. Yeah. Like it was just, it was the most brutal thing I've ever seen come from vampires. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> life's a <laughs> life's a beach, and you're here, dude. Um, I, I can't help but notice none of us said Bram Stoker's, yeah, Stoker's Dracula, um, the OG. No, nothing. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I haven't seen it. I mean, there's nothing to see. It's a black and white movie from like the '60s, all about Dracula. <laughs> like, and it's a. I think it's a silent film or quasi-silent film. Uh, yeah, it's good, but I don't know. It's it's the one that started. I mean, the book is what really started it all. But yeah. you know, yeah. it's the it's the movie that got everyone's attention. Um, it started the the Universal Studios like monster universe. There was there was Dracula, the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, um, Frankenstein joined mm-hmm. in. So, Who not my favorite. Not my favorite. Science monster. I. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just remembered. There's something that we have to touch on. But actually. But actually, um, we didn't talk about. What you did to actually get his demon weapon, because he actually got the black demon weapon. Yeah, he he was able to get the uh, black series weapons. Um, mm-hmm. He was powerful enough. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty crazy that he was um he was speaking to the demon, and the demon tried the same thing the other demon did, and he was just like, "Yeah, I get it. You're a demon. Just give me the weapon. Let's get out of here." And then the that demon was like, "No, I'm more powerful than that." That's not what we're doing. And then he was like, I'm going to kill you here, or you give me one good reason why I should be your weapon. And I thought that it was an interesting twist to say that use greed for revenge and power Mm -hmm. was why, as long as it's for a just cause, that greed is enough for the demon. He's like, as long as you do this, for truth, and you're greedy for this, I'll, I'll side with you. I'm like, that's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in my in my view, definitely grade up uh, a lot of the morals because they said like, don't have any darkness, and you're like revenge and greed. The demon's gonna feed on that, and that's a bad thing to possess you. But it's because that he has this greed for power, and he wants revenge for the people he loves. 
it, it, it's like it like is like the demon's like whoa shit I've never seen this before this is cool like this is probably more powerful than anything like the one thing demons hate is love and they're like well when you want revenge for it though I get behind that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it I can get behind that <laughs> I get behind that and then poor poor Yoichi the the dude who's constantly getting bullied I don't even know how the hell he ended up even getting selected for this shit he just has a strong heart but he's a coward. Right, uh, the he's like the kid who keeps getting bullied, and and you keep saving him. But he's like, we're not friends, but I'll jump in front of a train for you. Uh, <laughs> Yoichi gets possessed by the by his demon. Um, yeah, and Giren, fucking stone cold bastard, is just like your first assignment. There's a demon up there. Go kill it. And they're like, and they're like, that's Yoichi, and they're like, nah, that's a demon. Go kill nah. it. That's ah, a demon. Kill it. And, of course, you is like, no. Like, he even throws his demon weapon away. He's like, nah, fuck you, dude. Um, I love what he said, too. It was like, because Yoichi, so Yoichi, 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 whatever. He, he, his whole, like, traumatic past comes from the fact that he was hidden, hiding under a bed while his sister got killed by a vampire. And he didn't come out because he was too scared. Um, so that's, like, his, his big bad thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the demon took advantage of that, possesses him, and then... As he's about to shoot you, you yells. He's like, don't be that little kid under the bed anymore. Or something like that. And let someone else you love get killed. And that, like, thrusts him and take control of the demon. I thought that was a really cool moment. I I, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely enjoyed that moment. Yeah. And, and Shinoa looked at Gear and she was like, you knew that would happen all along, didn't you? He's like, what? No. Nah, of course <laughs> not. He's like, what do I care if a few kids die in training? It's not my problem. And I went, wow, the Commandant has spoken. Damn, fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> you want to kill vampires? Guess what? Kill demons first. Kill each other, then demons, then vampires, then me. And maybe you'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> to kill vampires. To kill vampires, again. I am very excited to see where this um, where this goes from here. Because, yeah, we left off. Chapter 7 was just like, all right, you all have your weapons now. Now what? Front lines. That's pretty much it. Yep, front lines. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with that. It's uh, I have a feeling there's going to be a well, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's gonna be like the front lines, and he's gonna send them to some place on like guard duty or something like that. He's like, "Well, you want it front lines?" <laughs> like, God damn it! Might, it might be something like in Attack on Titan where the the front lines is just an advanced training training camp. Yeah, just basically like another school. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well. Right now, we're just a force and waiting, so go figure out how to use your battle gear. Yeah. More effectively, or some, something like that. Nah, no, something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> go train and bond with your demon, and then we get a whole arc of bonding with my demon. <laughs> <laughs> Eating rice demon balls bonding. with my demon. <laughs> Going to the spa with my demon. Oh, that At sounds night. pretty good. At night. <laughs> Somehow Spongebob had to make its way into the, this Always episode. Does. Alrighty, fellas. Well, I think we're coming up on time. I think it's time for final thoughts on Seraph of the End. I think it's time. I think. I do be thinking it's time. I think it's, it's about time. that time. Duncan, why don't you get us started? My thoughts are that I enjoyed it and I want to keep reading it. I loved basically everything about it. I really didn't have anything negative to, to think or say about it. And it... We just keep getting these anime or these mangas that we keep really enjoying. 
but somehow there's less to talk about when there's ones that we don't enjoy because we have really we just bag on those ones for a while but then we get something really <laughs> good and we're all like yeah it was good we all enjoyed it uh-huh yeah okay yep yeah it gets harder and harder to fill up an hour <laughs> yeah and this one especially because a lot does happen but it's paced out really nicely so it's not like it was all condensed really short and like a lot of stuff happened really fast there's a lot of things to talk about and i personally enjoy that i'd like a nice paced out story mm -hmm. and i i really enjoyed the pacing the artwork the characters the development the like i said earlier it's, it all feels super fleshed out and like the artist and the writer are just working together beautifully it's like magic in a young girl's heart yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, all right that's it those are, my, those are my final it, thoughts. Nate, actually, what are John's final thoughts? That's what I thought. He's still hiding from the Yakuza. Right. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> Almost Help got me! It. Help me! In a seraph's heart. All right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but I uh, I enjoyed this. Uh, it, it did take me a second. Um, I, am, I am thoroughly glad that we give enough chapters to wrap our minds around what the story is. Um, I give this the old stamp of recommendation right here. I, I like stuff that has to do with... Um, I know we haven't gone like a magic route yet, but anything that has to do with um, supernatural anything is fantastic. Uh, when done right. And this is definitely done right. Um, Not yeah. Phantom Seer. That, uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't done very right. That was actually <laughs> done wrong. <laughs> um yeah i i enjoyed it i and uh i can't wait to see where it goes um yeah my fun and so you know my final thoughts are a lot of the same i i, I did very much enjoy this i love the angels versus demons versus uh, vampires that's new um typically vampires are on the side of demons so in other media so this is this is fun that there's like three factions going to town um I, I would be interested to see what's coming up next. I still want to know what happened. Like, what actually happened to the humanity? Was it a virus the vampires created? Was it an act of God? Was it just a straight-up virus? Why Why does everything look kind of normal? Um, and what does the angel army look like? Like, I, I want to get into all that. I can't wait. Um, so, whatever we do, decide to come back to it. I'll be eager. Um it might not be for a while, though. I mean, shit, we've been finding a lot of new manga to enjoy uh, doing this. So uh, we'll see. Plus, we still have One Piece that's keeping us going. Um, yeah. So yeah. actually, speaking of One Piece, next week's episode will be One Piece episode 21. Can you guys believe that? Like, we're already over 20 episodes of just One Piece. Um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of One Piece. We're like halfway yeah, through. Yeah, too. chapters 514 to 549 is our next chunk. It's a little bit of a big it's a That's little a bit of chunk. a bigger chunk, but it'll go quick, especially I want if, it after what I was we just say, yeah. You guys enjoyed too. last week, like trust me, you'll you'll speed through this in no time. In no time. I, I can guarantee it. So yeah, um, I'll send a pigeon to John in North Dakota so that way the Yakuza can uh he can read while he's waiting for the yakuza to to find him um in the meantime 
Uh, thank you all so much uh, for joining us. Uh, how about actually? Uh, let me wait. I'm sorry, my energy's all off now. Um, where can people find us, Tim or Nate? You go ahead. <laughs> I got it. Um, you can find happening? us on. I don't know. I I like had a stroke just now or something. Can you find? You can find Tim here. Please help us find him. Help me find me. <laughs> oh my god, I've been John this whole time. <laughs> help us find John too. Help us, help us find John. Help us find Tim. Uh, Duncan's disappearing as we speak. He's pulling a Marty McFly. Um, <laughs> don't don't kiss your mom though. Don't do that. Um, but <laughs> I'll kiss my mom if I want to. Okay, that's fine. You can go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you can find, you can find us on. Facebook, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, we got TikTok, and if you forgot what I said before, you got that one time we read manga at gmail.com and find us on Patreon. Boom! One dollar tier gets you name read at the end of the episode. And are we doing Discord invites yet? Maybe. Maybe. We will we'll, well, so depending on exactly what that's a sneaky peek yeah depending on exactly what we have going on we might i don't know well maybe we will maybe we won't but look out for it in the meantime thank you all so much for listening to that one time we read manga we'll see you next week bye everyone bye hey Kiss your mom. I'll kiss your mom.